you know, I we're going to talk about all of it. But are y'all spinning in circles like I am right now? I am spiraling. <laughs> what about you, Ian? In a word. Yep. <laughs> Just yep? So much happened in such a small, quiet episode, and it's the calm before the storm, literally. And I, none of us are ready for this. They're not ready. We're not ready. Nobody's ready. Everybody's just, and I loved it. I loved this episode so much. I'm going to say it's going to end up probably being one of my favorite episodes of Game of Thrones. It was a really quiet episode, wasn't it? It was, it was quiet. a very, even with all of the stuff that's going to happen, it just felt very like low key and very, very character based. But there have just been too many good feel moments in these past two episodes for it to we're gonna get so fucked up <laughs> we're gonna get fucked next week i swear to god it's like... just gonna be fucked up or in shit yeah and so this is just like doubling down on that that the opener was like oh we getting all the things we want and then we get even more of the things that we want and we have all of these conversations everybody's sitting around and i'm like yeah oh shit's just gonna get fucked up let's get right into it so we just start out the gate with Danny, uh, Jamie standing in front of Danny and um, and uh, Danny and Sansa and John with Tyrion there. And you're like, oh, this is not, you know, you don't want to be Jamie. He's just in the hot seat, you know, because yeah. everybody's yeah. looking at him like, motherfucker. It hadn't even crossed my mind that he was going to be meeting Danny and he was the one being that killed her father. I didn't. It, I was just so focused on the fallout that was going to be with with Brandon and Jamie that ended up just kind of being more like a whimper and not less, <laughs> not more of a fallout. Right. Not not in a disappointing way, but Bran in his unbrandness way is just kind of like, yes, you did push me out, but I am no longer Bran. I love it when he goes the things we do for love, and I'm like, boom. Yeah, <laughs> I just, know. Bran is he be knowing he be knowing but everyone else in that room is like what the fuck what is he what, talking what does that mean? Is, he weird he weird but like you know Sansa's like this dude and Danny's like oh this dude you this dude this dude killed my daddy right yeah and like you know I know he was he was mad and all and then Sansa you know was you know she's cutting eyes and there but we're thinking oh these sisters are gonna get on the same page and then Brienne yeah. stands up. Brienne stands up and vouches for Jamie. She and has lines this episode. It was oh great. God. And then she's like, she reminds her polite, polite, politefully, politely, politefully. What's wrong with me? I'm shook is what happened. Anyway, <laughs> she says to Sansa, you know, if it weren't for this dude, you wouldn't even be here, girl. He charged yeah. me with coming to find you and saving you. So I was just like. I, you know, all of these things you think you should see coming after watching the show after all this time. And I was just like, oh, snap. Oh, snap. Every scene I was like, oh, snap. Yeah. I, I felt kind of dumb because I was like, <laughs> I'm not over here like trying to figure out sigils and what the opening means and the messenger that the Night King is to kind of descend. And I'm not, I don't even see this coming. So, yeah. Interesting. So that. And it's, I, I love that Brienne stood up for him. It was lovely. It, it was really lovely. You know, because Tyrion um, tries to stand up and monologue, and that doesn't work out. So yeah, and Danny was like, "You were saying, yeah, 
uh yeah she was just pissed this entire this entire these opening scenes she was just pissed like she was so angry um and you're right like we almost got danny almost thought that Samuza was going to agree with her like and then Brienne stuff. So that keeps being a thing. They right? had, they had, yeah, they had really interesting stuff, but we'll talk about it when their scene comes up. So I want to know now how does Tyrion now feel that he knows that Cersei was lying to him the whole time? You know, he's probably like, well, yeah, you know, <laughs> that sounds I mean, he about must, right. That sounds he must be about right. Himself at this point. Oh, sure. Yeah. Cause I, he, cause he thought he was, he was so sure that he knew who Cersei was. But again, he missed so much of what made what made Cersei the the person she is now. So yeah, he's missed. Which I also found it interesting, but didn't see her at all this episode either. Interesting. So. Yeah. Well, we will. And what did you think about that opening scene? What did you expect to happen? Did it go the way you thought it was going to go? Were you along for the ride? Like I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't think it was going to. The episode was going to start off there. Um, mm-hmm. But I like. I like how. It's this full circle with Jamie that I thought was always going to happen. You know, mm. it's like he's it's like uh, out of all the people in. Well, I guess I mean, they've all had this arc, but like with him, he's he's come from like one side all the way to the other. Yeah. You know, and I really I I really liked seeing that because he was one of the guys that I was like, oh, I hated him. Yeah. You know, so. arrogant. So we don't leave this, Tyrion doesn't leave this room unscathed. I mean, I was trying to think about, you know, he probably was like, yeah, my sister, she would sound like something she would fucking do to me. But like Danny is mad at Tyrion <laughs> for the first time. I mean, she was pretty pissed when she came back to Marine and her house is on fire and he had been yeah. babysitting the kids. <laughs> and she was like, uh, why is my house on fire? Oh, little dude. And, and he's like, um, I was just, it, it doesn't seem, it's not that bad. And she's like, shall we begin? So she wasn't that mad, but she was supremely irked at Tyrion. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was like he and he knows his head's like on the chopping block because he turns around to Jorah and who was with them. I don't know. Was Jorah Varys and Varys, Varys, yeah, and was like, uh, one of y'all may be having my job soon, so <laughs> I might be just walking out the Winterfell with my banker's box with my shit in it. I don't know. So, um. So we're at the forge now. Gendry is making this dragon glass uh, shit. He's making all these spears and knives and shit. And Arya comes bouncing down for a visit. Um, and I love this little exchange because, you know, Gendry, he doesn't know his girl Arya. You know, yeah. He hasn't known her for a minute. And so he's reminding her, like, he, she's like, fill me in on, like, what the White Walkers are, are like. And he's like, oh, you know, I know you fought this and you fought that, but you haven't really fought the White Walkers. <laughs> and she's like, tell what do they smell like? What do they look like? How are they? And he's like, death. They smell like death. And then she's got this great line, you know, of, uh, I know death. I've got many faces. I look forward to seeing this one. And she's flinging them dragon glass daggers across the room going, kapow, yeah. kapow, kapow. And Gendry's like, <laughs> Yeah, that was that was very interesting that she said that because I didn't until that point think about this death as the same as the way the Bravosi look at death. Yeah. Hmm. When like this seems magical. It seems different. It does, doesn't it? But to her it's the same. Yeah. So I'm wondering Just a different face. Yeah. Night King's just a different That's, dude. It's from, very weird. That's yeah. the way of not weird, but 
It's an interesting way of looking at it. I never put that together before. I was just like, snap on this scene. I was like, it really was yeah. just the way. And then again, Gendry gets that, oh, shit, okay. And you could tell he like had a boner. You know, I don't want to get into his business. <laughs> but I feel like his breeches. <laughs> his breeches. His breeches were lifted up just a little bit. Um, and he, she's like, basically, don't worry about me. So then we're in the Godswood, and there's Jamie and Bran. We've been waiting, again, I, I don't really understand. I know we got a lot, of, a lot of stuff to take care of, but Bran's been sitting in the street all day <laughs> and all night, and it looks like the next day into the next afternoon, mid-morning, wherever we are, and then they have this conversation. So I think Bran was just in the street just to fuck with Jamie. I think part of him, like, he's almost <laughs> a full, full three-eyed raven. But there was enough brand still left in him to sit in the street in his chair like, mm -hmm. I'll see you, bitch. Oh, yeah. He definitely yeah. wanted Jamie to be, he wanted to be the first one Jamie saw when he got there. Yeah. He did. I, I was just noticing all of the locations more in this episode mm. and how the Godswood and the Crypt are serving as really significant locations for pretty significant reunions. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, he, and at that point, Bran is like, there. It, it doesn't matter if I told them what you did or not, we have <laughs> bigger fish, fish to fry. Uh, well, he's like, we're not the same even, people. And even, yeah, we're not the same people. He said, I'm not Bran Stark anymore. Yeah. And Jamie was like, okay, he weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he weird. Yeah, he weird. <laughs> but Jamie does apologize to him. You know, I'm sorry that what I did yeah. for him. That's all he can say. And he goes, you know, you weren't sorry then. And I'm thinking we're squaring off for like wigs getting snatched. You know, yeah. Bran's going to stand up at the chair <laughs> and slap Jamie. But, like, what happens is he goes, you know, you were you were protecting your family. And then he says, I'm someone else now. And he goes, you're three-eyed Reagan. And he, uh, Reagan, the three-eyed Reagan. He's three Reagans. <laughs> <laughs> Make America great again. Um, and he's like, you know, I'm. you must be angry at me or something like this. And Bran's like, I'm not angry anymore. I'm not angry at anyone. And why? if I told everybody, like, your deal... That wouldn't help us win this war, man. I'm not here for that. Yeah. So, you know, we get we're getting out of some brass tacks, but the scene was just beautiful. Yeah. Well he did he he did tell he in that in that conversation, he said, um, you know, in that exchange, one of the things he says is like you wouldn't have you wouldn't be here if you didn't throw me out that window. That's right. We wouldn't be who we were. So it's exactly. like they traded yeah. you know, a life for a life. Right. And it's like like every, I took like every one of these conversations, these scenes. It's like they were, you know, it's the eve of the battle, right? And it's right. It's very somber. A lot of reflection. But it's also it's like, it involves very spectacular people in this in this mm -hmm. saga. Right. The people who earned the right to be yeah, here. Yeah. Who have made it this yeah. far? And it's Brand says I would have still been Brand Stark, and you still would have been Jamie Lannister. Yeah. And we would have it would have been different. We would have been different people. No, Catelyn wouldn't have sent everybody after the Lannisters. It hadn't not been for this, you know, push out the out the window. So that 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 push out the window, how we're re referencing coming all the way back around this last season, you know, it's kind of like that, uh, you know, when when uh, the Battle of New York moment, right? Right. Where it just changes everything going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I know I really noticed that this episode. It's the writers were definitely saying, "Look at where we started and look where where we're at now." Exactly. And one of the characters even says as much when John and, and Sam are on the parapets, and I I can never remember the other guy's name, but the one who says, um, "Oh, I wrote it down." 
when he says, and now our watch begins, think Ed, back to where we Ed, started. Yeah. yeah. The commander like, of the night's oh. watch. Yeah. 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 I we're going like, to oh get there. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. I got yeah. thoughts. I got thoughts. But we see, but we see that so much yeah. with, with all of these major in characters, even like, even like Sansa and Theon, oh, yeah. I'm getting ahead of myself, but yeah, yeah. yeah just okay. like every, character. <laughs> it was great. That's right. That's right. No. So, uh, and then we're not going to beleaguer all these scenes because it is the theme of it. And we're going to talk about how. Yeah. So you get mm -hmm. Jamie and Tyrion and they're walking through Winterfell and I'm tripping up on that. <laughs> and you see people just spitting on them. You know, it's just like, <laughs> Like we hate the Lannisters. It's like all this hate. The Northerners are just there's no inside. There's no like, you know, they don't have like a any kind of like filter. <laughs> there's no. They're about to voice. be obliterated, and they still just like spend their time yeah. being petty. Just being petty <laughs> shit. Yeah, we remember the North remembers. You know what I'm saying? They this is this is their merch. This is the merch mm -hmm. that they sell at Winterfell <laughs> gift shop. The North remembers. So there's a lot of hate for them. And and I think we all had this conversation where Tyrion we get his reaction of like. Shit, you know, I should have probably known Cersei was going to lie to me. And Jamie's like, you know, she fools us all. And he goes, nope, she never fooled you, dude. No. You've yeah. always known who she was. And he's, and then he asked the question, is the baby real? And Jamie says, yeah, but see, I don't. And I'm still just like, I have it in all caps, is the baby real or yeah, not? I don't know, see. <laughs> I don't feel like that baby Maybe is still alive. Maybe it was there when Jamie left, it was. but we don't know now. I think it died because I went back. It's season seven, episode five, and she tells him she's not drinking the entire scene. She doesn't drink after that. And then the next time we see her drink is when um, in this the opener of season eight. Mm -hmm. She lost that So, baby. yeah. Something happened. Um, so then where do we go from there? So we're at the parapet, and uh, <laughs> we're up there because I'm gonna die in Winterfell. This is uh, this is Tyrion going on, and he talks about, you know, uh, you know, at least Cersei won't get a chance to rip me apart. Yeah. I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna kill by other people. Maybe and maybe after I'm dead, I'll go down there and rip, rip her, her apart. <laughs> and then you know we're thinking something's gonna go on with this conversation, and you see Jamie like staring down at Brienne. Mm-hmm. I mean, are they hitting this over the head with this? Does he have feelings for Brienne? Is it just mutual respect? I don't know, because I, I every once in a while I get I get the sense that they, you know, both of them, you know. But then it's like, well, every, we know that she has thing. She has a thing for Jamie, I think. And the, but every time, you know, whenever he's around her sis, his sister, it's like, oh well, I guess. Well, not, I mean, so. there's something. There's such a spark between the two of them. Yeah. That when they were hanging out at the wedding. Cersei got all jelly and got up in Brienne's face like, that's my man. You know, that's my man's over there. So I feel yeah, like I don't I, I don't know. I feel like there it's, is a two way street to this to a certain degree, varying degrees on either one's part. I'm feeling that there will be a, a sacrifice involved with one of them next. next oh, week. sure. But I don't think we'll ever see Brainy happen. I'm just saying. Yeah, I feel like it's sort of like there. I don't know. Um, that awkward small talk between them. I thought they were going to start talking about the weather. I'm like, oh, this is I so know. awkward. It's so and funny. then I saw Podrick. I was like, that's Podrick? Yeah. yeah. I was like, who is that guy that we're focusing on? I know. And, and then Jamie's like, oh, he's gotten better. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Pod is much better. And, you know, and then and then this moment, he he's very vulnerable and, and he's very honest about who he is. Yeah. He's like, I'm not the fighter mm -hmm. I used to be. 
and I'd be honored to serve under your command. So it may just be that, that he's there to pay homage and bow down and yeah. give a shout out to a great warrior and commander and strategist. She is exactly what a knight exemplifies. If mm-hmm. there's if there's a knight in this kingdom, you know, you had uh, Selmy, Sir Barristan Selmy, who died, um, you know, defending Danny. And uh, Jorah is a fa- you know a fallen knight who's returned to glory, uh, and Jamie, you know, pretending to be a great knight, but never really was. Honestly, he might have been a great fighter, but he didn't have the integrity of a knight. And here's the embodiment of one, and I think he recognizes that. But we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, so we're and the, this this sort of sorry, I was just gonna say this raises the question for me. Um, was Jamie going north to fight alongside Brienne all along? I don't know. I Did think, he know that Brienne was in the north? See, there's no way he... I don't think Ravens yeah. had a chance to like get back and forth. I mean, it would be mm. nice that... I kind of had that feeling, too, a little bit about that. Did he show up for her? But I feel like that's leaning on it a little bit too much. I feel like yeah, you know, I she's think it, there. Yeah, and she, she, she was there. So, I didn't even yeah. think he knew she was there until yeah. she sort of been vouched for him. And he was like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. The look on his face was like, oh, fuck. She's like really... She's mm. standing up. No one's standing up for me. No, everybody calls me Kingslayer. Everybody makes jokes about me. You know, the only person who treats me like with respect is my little brother and this woman, this knight to me in his yeah. mind. Right. All right. So uh, we're in Danny's chambers, I want to say. And Jorah comes to say a word about forgiveness. And I found this to be an interesting conversation. You know, here's Sir Jorah kind of seeing what he's been there for the rise of of Danny from day one. He's mm-hmm. been by her side. He's been sent away. They've had their beef. He's come back. But he's like, hey, man, you forgave me. I need you to, like, forgive Tyrion a little bit, you know? And while we're at it, maybe you want to say a word to Sansa. I feel like that's what he was encouraging, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Was it because it was two things? It was the forgiveness and the second one. Was it Sansa or was it have Tyrion stay in the crypt? Could have been. Was it? I don't know. Because have, that because the, well, with no second watch under my belt, we just finished yeah. watching it. So I I, I initially know. thought it was um, talk to Sansa. I kind of think it was you know have him. Stay in the crib. Stay in the crib. It could have been. But we'll was... get to that, you know. You know. So um, Danny and Sansa have this conversation, and I'm feeling really good about it. <laughs> There's a little bit of digs that, like, you should have never trusted Cer- Cersei, and neither should yeah. you have kind of thing. But then mm-hmm. Danny, ever the – she's – it's funny. Sansa, at one point, would have been a woman of the court, mo- very polished, very much keeping of a front. But after what's happened to her, she's like, fuck that. And Danny's more of a statesman in this situation going, we know what it's like to lead as women. And that gets a smile out of Sansa. And we have like this kind of coming together where they have an honest conversation. And she says, you know, my brother's in love with you. And I feel like, you know, men are easily led in this situation. And then Danny's mm-hmm. like, dude, I like came all the way over here to tend to y'all business. When I was going to war with the people who like came after my family, who manipulated whom? Yeah, I, yeah. is she saying she feels manipulated that she was she came to Westeros? Is that what she's saying? No, I think she just felt like you know you're accusing John, I mean manip- manipulating John, but I fell for him and I'm putty in his hands and I'll be- pretty much do whatever he wants. I kind of I sort of felt that that was she was trying to. 
you know, uh, tells Sansa, you know, I don't think she really feels that way. Well, I don't feel like she thinks John manipulated her. It's like she she's she's helpless to not help him. I think she's trying that's to how she means she's that. trying to pull one over on Sansa. I think that's what. Yeah, she's Yeah, I to think do. manipulated really? I think might not have been the word. I think she's trying to get Sansa on her side. Oh yeah, no, of course. Yeah, no, I'm saying, but that. I don't, I don't. But they know. use the word manipulation between the two of them, and Danny's like, "Who's who manipulated whom?" I'm like, "Dude, I'm not here for that." Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and then Sansa said, "I should have thanked you," and you know we get into that, and she's like, "You know, I have I, I trust this guy more than he's the second person I've trusted the most in my life," and she goes. Well, whom else did you trust? And she said, someone taller. And this is Drogo, right? She's talking about Drogo, <laughs> right? Um, I think so, yeah. There was also there was also one more thing that Sansa said. You know, um, you know, families they're they're complicated. Mm. And something hit me in the next scene about that. If we're you know, yeah. But. Um, but we, we were, I think we're like connecting, right? You see these two warming up, and it's too good to be true. Because everybody's been through their own respective shit. So when it comes to we have an agreement, you know, Sansa's mind's been relieved a little bit about John, and then she's like, hey, so when all this war shit is over and if we're still standing, what happens to the North? We promised after all of this business that we ain't been in need of nobody, okay? Nobody's going to the Capitol. No one's going to be hanging out with no kings and no thrones. We are done with that. The North is its own shit. What about then? What about the North? And that's where Danny removes her hands from Sansa's. Yeah. Like, yeah, we... Mm-mm. This okay. is this is what I'm gonna say. I saw some people um, last week, um, kind of not too happy about how uh, the show really quickly pitted uh, Danny and Sansa together, and you see this kind of trip a lot. You know, like sort of pitting or comparing powerful women against each other. But the reason I don't feel like it's arbitrary is because the show gives you a very solid reason and foundation for why they're not on the same side. Would it be great for them to be a dynamic duo and be powerful and all chummy with each other? Yeah, I think that's what we, what we want to see. And hopefully if they survive the next episode is where we'll, we'll hopefully get to, question mark. But there is a, a solid storytelling reason for why they're at odds. And we almost get there until Sansa realizes that you know, like I said, the North will be its own thing. We will bow to no one. And here's and the then, thing. Uh, okay. And I just want to say this, though. We don't expect dudes to be cute and cuddly with each other. You know, power is power is that's power. That's also true. Yeah. You know, I don't think that women who are in power have to sit around and like be liking each other and holding each other's hand, braiding each other's hair. You know, it's more just like a sign of respect. And like Sansa has a point. She's like, great. Um, you get all the marbles. We have our own. So... I think with Sansa, and I, I'm actually in this scene, I'm more on her side. It's like, I'm not trying to be your friend, bitch. I'm not yeah. even trying to be your enemy. I run my own shit. I run my world. You can be your Beyonce. I'm going to be my Beyonce. So I feel like there's there's kind of like that middle ground that happens with any rulers who are sitting in the room. You know? Yeah. And there, there was also yeah. that, that thing of how in the last episode, uh, Daenerys says that, she has to respect me. I am her queen. And then mm-hmm. someone pointed out that one scene back in like season four, I think, where Tywin says a real king doesn't need to say he's a king. That's right. So it's like, yeah, there is there is I'm I'm buying the the conflict. I don't I don't think it's it's arbitrarily manufactured in any way. Not at all. 
weren't we happy to see Theon arrive? And so Theon bounces up. Yeah. Looking yeah. the most, I think you said this, he's looking, he's back to him, a, a better version of himself. You know, albeit, you know, scarred and tortured, but he doesn't look like he has, you know, I'm sure this dude's going to have PTSD for the rest of his life, but he's functioning and he's functioning mm-hmm. above it and he's here to fight. So I love that. And then he tells Danny about Yara's plan. Shout out, telling about his sister, like she's going to go fight for, um, for the Iron Islands and take back Winterfell, take back all the Iron Islands for you. Uh, the queen. So, but I loved Sansa's reaction. You know, Sansa's not a cold robot. She went no. running across yeah. the room to Theon. And then I was like, I think I said this out loud when we were watching the episode. I'm like, these two are kind of made for each other, Theon and Sansa. If they live through this, I can see them having a likely partnership in this world. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? I feel like there's something between these two that would be. I un- mean, they yeah, they've both been through yeah a lot. They survived uh, since the first season. Ramsey. They both survived Ramsey. They both survived Ramsey. Yeah. yeah. And so I feel like there's something as survivors of that, and just their connection to Winterfell and each other as yeah. you know Stark and as um. I guess he was. What do you call that? I forget the term when you know you take someone as your kind of kidnapped person you know there's there's we've gone from him being you know um is it like the ward yeah i think it's a ward yeah that's what they from being a ward to now being you know a legitimate bona fide person who stands almost like a brother yeah i don't know but i think she sees it more than that i just a couple of those glances between the two of them i'm like hmm well this is when you know that last scene when when she talks about you know families are complicated yeah was that I don't think I don't think Daenerys really knows what it means to be part of a family. She doesn't. You know, mm. she's always thought about the Iron Throne. Right. She had that she, asshole she's, brother. She's had yeah, and she's had this one driving thing. But like when 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 Sansa ran, you know, teared up and saw Theon. Yeah. Knowing that Theon destroyed Winterfell. Yeah. Um at one point, they thought killed uh, Bran and Rickon. Rickon yeah. Um, I, 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 and then when when she ran to Theon, we got this side glance of from Daenerys, and she was like, almost envious in a way. Envious and not yeah, understanding, yeah. you know what it's like. It's like like w- I don't know all these working parts here. Yeah. This is interesting. It's like when like a like a when I was younger, uh, my buddy was like, I was like, hey, let's go do something. He was like, I gotta go pick up my younger brother. I'm like whatever dude let's just go and i didn't know what it meant to have a brother right so i it's weird i got this sense i I got this sense of like Daenerys does not understand some of the finer points of that's a very good point you know of of family and relationship she's more comfortable claiming her dragons as her children than and then you know her her relationship with Dothraki and the Unsullied are it's more of like a commander. Yeah, she's their queen. And I guess you know her she's got a, her girlfriend Masande that they you know gossip and chill with, but that's not the same. I don't feel like even though she loves Masande in her own way. So you're I right. think about I think about that scene with with her and Tyrion in uh, season six episode ten where she she just broke up with. Um, Dario, I think that was was that his name. Yeah, Dario. And she says, "I I felt nothing. 
uh, when I was breaking up with him, paraphrasing, obviously, um, I was, I I just wanted to get it over with. I was impatient to get it over with. So it's like this sort of eroding away of her humanity. And I'm thinking maybe that was just her being like, because she just got out of this really intense conversation with Sansa and probably has some sort of picture of her and seeing that and seeing her like tear up and show emotion. She gave a softer side to someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was. She's. I think she's perplexed by that because I. I think she has this idea that as a ruler, you're. You can't show that weakness, right? And and especially in front of a room full of people. So yeah, that was interesting. I noticed that the camera was focusing on her more than actually actual Sansa and Theon reuniting. So that was interesting. That's cool. Okay, so now we're in Winterfell outside, and Davos is feeding the recruits. And so we're, we're, we, everybody's on deck. We need everybody. Either people are going to fight or they're going to go down into the crypts, right? So Jilly rolls. We see Jilly. Yay! And she's bringing people in from the city and, you know, doing her part. And this little girl comes up and she says she wants to fight because her two brothers were soldiers. She's probably, what, nine, ten herself, maybe eight. And she's, like, telling Davos that she wants to fight. And he's like, you know, you, you might be safer below the crypts so she's like i really want to fight and then so you see gilly being in charge the one thing i noticed about this is that the side of the girl's face looked like he was cured to grayscale mm-hmm. does that tell us that sam and gilly are out curing grayscale across the world now mm. i hadn't like, thought of that it look it wasn't the hard rock that yeah. you normally see no. that we saw yeah. in davis's um little girl's face that he loved so much it was like had been cured, so hmm. it was like the soft kind of mottled flesh. It yeah, it looks like uh, um, Zerjora's yeah scarring. Right, so I'm like interesting. These people out in the world being doctors without borders, and knowing Gilly, you know, she's out there doing that. So damn, that's a nice touch. So we're at the gates, and so Eric, uh, Ed, Beric, and Tormund return. I love this reunion. Yeah, yeah. They bring the news about the Umbers, but we have this kind of like Tormund almost like sweeping John off, peeling him <laughs> off the pavement. But then we get the news, which really sets us up that before the sun comes up tomorrow, they'll be here. The Night's King's army and the Night King will be here. And then while we're going, <gasps> they give Tormund a line of like, is the big woman still here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's still like, she here? She here, like he knows he's gonna die, but true and wildling torment giant's bane form. He's like, What's is she here? <laughs> um, so I love that. And then we are we're in the war room now. This is what trips me out. All of these characters are standing here together. Yeah, did all of y'all just have a moment of like, Oh my god, yeah, yeah, definitely. As with Jamie there, it just adds a whole nother, Oh my god. Yeah. I, I had the same feeling I have when we were watching the Dragon Pit scene in season seven. I'm like, right? oh, okay, this is like, this is like happening. This is, everyone's here. <laughs> right. And yeah, it was, oh, And chills. this is the moment where you think Bran is just going to spill the tea. And then we find out again, we, we're, we're still figuring out how Bran works. I think he is too. Um, that Bran, he lets us know that he'll come for me. He's been trying to kill me with, you know, three, three-eyed ravens. He's been trying to kill all of us. That have mm-hmm. ever been three-eyed ravens. They've tried to take us all down. Um, and, and what he wants is an endless night. And he wants to erase this world. And I'm its memory. 
So then he comes up with a strategy of, I need to lure him out into the open. You know, the Godswood tree, the Godswood seems like a good place. And then Theon offers to help defend him uh, with the Ironborn. Um, and I thought that was an interesting strategy. And John's saying, we don't want to be too far away from Winterfield, Winterfell, but we want to be kind of sort of midland so we can draw him off because we know he's coming for Bran because Bran has that mark on him. Yeah. Which yeah. was, he was fiddling with the stick too long. Which, until this point, <laughs> I you know, I kind of always thought that he was coming for John. Me too. So that I was don't think good, we knew this. Yeah, it was just a speculation. No, we but didn't. It was yeah. just like, oh, okay, so that's, that's what the target that's what the play is. Yeah, the show's like that's the target, guys. Yeah, he's <laughs> coming for Bran. He wants to, re- you know, Bran is the target. He wants the amazing, you know, and then Sam goes into this whole thing of like we can is have it, books all the, yeah. all day long. But living memories, and you're literally our future, our past, your everything, you know, will be forgotten and wiped out. That was interesting. interesting. That was interesting. He wants endless night. So now we know what the Night King wants. I still think he's got like a column B, which was, (laughs) I was, this was done against my will. Uh, Danny then sends, uh, talks about sending Tyrion to the, the crypt before, you know, because of his mind. He's like, I've been in Blackwater. Mm. I've done this. And she goes, look, you know, there's nobody else like you. There's all these other people out there. So she does ultimately, even though she gets mad at him, I think Danny cares very, very deeply for Tyrion. Tyrion. She's not just I think so too. one of her, you know, her squad. She really cares for this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it. You know, we're standing around the room. They're looking at maps. Everybody's strategizing. John won't look Danny in the eye. Bran's telling us what's what. And then, of course, Stormont's got the line, we're all going to die, but at least we'll all die together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're all going to die, but at least we'll die together. As he's looking at Brienne. I want to be a wildling in this world. They're like, they're just like, we know what's what. We've been living in the cold trying to survive this entire time. We're not soft summer children. We're ready to <laughs> die all the time. Let's drink out of a horn. Uh, so John bounces out of the room. Like, he just will not look at Danny. Because he has this new, she's his aunt, and he's like the dude. And Danny's trying to catch his eye, and like she's all hurt, and she's just like, she turns into like a teenage girl, like, why don't you look at me? What's up? When I'm pretty, what's The Queen of Dragons is all of a sudden just like, I don't understand. Um, and here we have this next scene with Bran and Tyrion by the fire. And we are not, it's not told to us what happens in this scene. Yeah. Yeah. But Tyrion sets it up like, hey, what do you want to talk about? And he's like, I don't know. It's, it's the time before battle. Like, oh, well, you know, uh, for another time, Bran says. And he goes, oh, I don't know. It would be a better time being holed up in a castle with a long night before us. Nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. <laughs> so surely Bran has told Tyrion. Think maybe. Surely. Why would we even? About we don't have time, John. y'all. Yeah we, yeah, we don't have time in this show to be having these aside scenes. And again, the show's never just giving you a throwaway scene, not once, not ever. We don't. Yeah, yeah. This is not a show that doesn't know where it's heading from season to season. It had a plan, it had a plot, and it's executed upon that plan and plot. So, surely, he told him what's up. Some, yeah, definitely something was said, I think. I, next, think. I love this next scene. So, Masande's walking through Winterfell. She's getting white, white foolishness, you know. <laughs> the white nationalists of the north are giving her eyeballs and she walks up to Grey Worm like 
looking around. And Grey Worm's reading her, reading her mind. So, you know, here's our moment with Bay Worm. And he goes, look, when this war's over, we need to get the fuck up out of here. I don't want to grow old here. <laughs> and she's like, mm-mm, <laughs> nah. And she talks about wanting to go back to Noth, where she's from. And she says, and I love this moment. She said, we're peaceful people. And he's like, my people are not. I'll bring my people to protect your people. So can this be the spinoff that we deserve? <laughs> can this be? <laughs> I love it. Bay Worm in Noth. Can we just please let that happen? I just want to see it happen. Um, so now we see Ghost next episode. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like, where's Ghost, man? Where's Ghost? Ghost does what he wants. But apparently he's back at Winterfell and he's up at the parapet with Sam, uh, John and Sam. Uh, just yeah. chilling, getting ready for battle. And then uh, Ed walks up. And I didn't realize this because uh, he starts, he says, and now our watch begins. These are the last three brothers of the Night's Watch? Yeah. So are they? everybody in the Night's Watch is dead? Well, Yeah, I thought that's what the what they were telling us yeah he didn't he didn't show up when they they showed up some of the guys with them were they all wildlings yeah he I showed think so. up with other guys. than other than barrack yeah i thought there were people behind ed who were night's watch brothers i think he meant the three of the out of that group because he said grin pip oh you know we're the last three that's okay out of all of the other original homies. Uh, yeah, of, of that. Gotcha. Yeah. So not, not the end of all the Night Watch. Because, no. we, yeah, we did have uh, dudes behind Ed. At, uh, because they still the had they the still had time. other other watches. Yeah. Besides East, East Watch. Mm. Mm. That's true. John did say, you know, send a text That's to the right. other Night's That's Watch right. to come from yeah. all the castles. Because there's nine along the wall. And I don't mm-hmm. know that, not all nine are manned, but there's at least four or five that are manned. And, um... <laughs> I love this little change of humor. Right? Ed is like, "You're the you're slaying yeah. whites. You you're a lady Sam, killer. Sam the White Walker Slayer or something like that." This is if there's any proof that this is the end of the world, is this yeah. right here? But it was just kind of I don't know. It got me. It just really choked me up that scene. Yeah. Uh. So now we have Tyrion and Jamie by the fire. <laughs> I love this line about. Can you imagine our father's face? If he saw that, you know, his sons were here defending Winterfell. Uh, and just how they've changed. Yeah. And how Jamie's like, you know, I, you know, was a, a sister fucker. <laughs> <laughs> that's over. But I mean, you can still be a whoremonger. And Tyrion lets us know, like, no, that's not, not, not about that either. I mean, that happens when you kill your girlfriend. But, um... I got but, I got this distinct impression that Tyrion was trying to let us know that he has deep feelings for um, Danny and not just his friends. Is that just me? Am I just shipping everybody in this episode? I mean, I didn't. Sh- I'm not a big shipper, but I feel like the show is trying to give us all these false hopes and and true hopes. I don't know, but I feel like he's like you know I'm that that's not for me anymore because I think he's met someone that he really feels like some type of way about, and that's Danny. Uh, I mean, I don't think I got, I think what I was getting more from it was just that he's just not, um, just after the things he's seen and the, he's a the, grown cause, up he's, the cause he's a part of, he's not that same yeah. person. I don't know. But he does miss it. He said so. He's like, of course I miss it. Yeah. Maybe it's just an honor thing. I think yeah. I might be ship crazy. 
I don't know. And then is he raises his drink and he says to the better men of, you know, ourselves or something like that. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> this next scene kills me because so then um, they're joined by Brienne and Pod. They come in to like, you know, find a place to sort of hang. No one's going to bed. No. I like how it's, it turns in, it's turning into like the lodge scene. It is the lodge scene because yeah. we know from Davis's uh, speech about war before, like he would just get up and walk the grounds at night. And, like he just doesn't sleep. Yeah, he pukes and he, and he shits himself. He pukes and he shits himself. So he's just come in to be by the fire and he, you know, they're offering him a drink and he's like, nah. So, um, and then, you know, Pod's wanting a drink because he's about to go into this, the biggest battle of his life, the first battle he's ever been in. And Brian's like, no, well, just a half a glass. And I love how Tyrion just like keeps, just overfills <laughs> this glass with wine. Yeah. Like, because, you know, he's like, there you go, winking at him. And Pod's like, Bleh. well, it's cool saying Pod is like one of the guys now. He's one of them. He's, he's not the just homies. like, you know, yeah. Pod, go get my this, go get my that. He's like one of the guys. I love it. You know? So you get Davos, and then Tormund uh, is there. Tormund rolls up. This is probably my favorite scene. Can we just talk about how much we all love Tormund so much? His idea of, first of all, he sees Brienne with Jamie. He's never, you know, he's never laid eyes on Jamie before in his life, right? So he sees, like, you know, and he's witnessed this interchange before with Brienne standing up for Jamie. He's seen them, like, hanging out earlier in the day. And he's sort of eyeballing Jamie, like, all right. You know what? <laughs> I've killed a lot of people. Yeah. And uh killed a giant one time. You call, they call you King Clare. They call me Giant Slayer. I'm a giant's bane. I killed a dude who was a giant, crawled in bed with his wife, and then I suckled at her teeth for three months because she thought I was her baby, and that's how I grew up so strong. It's Everybody so in the strong. room's like, has this line ever worked <laughs> for you, Tormund? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like, he's just he, like guzzling down that milk, and everyone just doesn't know what to do. Is he drinking milk from a horn? Is that what he's drinking? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. It's just like Tormund. And he is oblivious that this is not landing. He is just like, right? Yeah, you feeling <laughs> me, girl. You feeling me. And she, they're all just like, what? What? Um,. So I love that one. Now we bounce down to this scene where you got the Hound and Arya. I loved all of these pairings, all of these groupings. They're just delicious. Mm -hmm. So you have them drinking together, taking a flag. And he's like, you know, I never could get you to shut the fuck up. And now you won't say a word. You're like <laughs> a mute. She's like, I guess things have changed. And they had this little short interchange of like, she's like, what are you doing here? All you've ever fought for is yourself. Like, what are you literally doing here? And he's like, I fought for you, didn't I? And then Barrett comes crashing. There's a lot of interruptions in the conversations I've noticed. There's a lot of moments where the show's giving you the thing, and they're like, we got to get stuff done. So they, they do this wonderful interruption tactic mm -hmm. the entire episode, this little kind of device to go, uh-huh, yep. This could have gone there, but this is where it goes. So Barrett comes up, and he start, starts to give the Lord of Light sermon that would have told us something about why him and Hound are there. And then <laughs> Hound is like, oh, yeah, Thoris is not around, dude, uh, to raise you for the 19th time. So the Lord of Light's going to be really confused when I chuck <laughs> your ass over this wall. <laughs> that was Shut so funny. <laughs> um, and then, of course, you know, Arya just gets up. And you're thinking, like, she's hurt. You know, that was her, again, their little, their little kind of, we, we like each other, but let's not, you know. Yeah. And she's like, uh, he's like, where are you going? She goes, I'm not spending my final hours with you two miserable old shits. 
And then Arya and Grand- Gendry. I saw this from a mile off last week. This is where my ship. It's not off. It's a ship, but it was certainly a thing where Garia went down. You know, she had asked about like where's her weapon earlier when you know she came to see him when he was making all the dragon glass stuff, and he was like, "I've got all this stuff to do." And she goes, where's my weapon? So he makes her this weapon. And then she's asking him almost immediately about how many conquests he's had, how many women he's been with. And, you know, well, this is obvious where we're headed. She's about to go into battle, and she's going to lose her V-card. She's going to get it punched right there in the forge, if you will. Get hammered by the <laughs> hammersmith, by the blacksmith. Um, so that was kind of like her way. Of course, Arya. Of course, this version of Arya would, like, be the, the instigator of this. You know, she's going to lose her virginity right there in the forge at Winterfell. How appropriate. I'm not the red woman. Take your own pants off. <laughs> That's merch. Uh, but we get to see her scars. And here's Maisie Williams. I don't know if she had a body double, but Maisie Williams' first nude scene <laughs> was here on Game of Thrones. The little girl grew up. I felt all kinds of weird ways about it. Yeah, I, it was a little weird. I was like, uh, I was like, this is. Felt I like did sh- look up how old she was. <laughs> Yeah, it's a hell uh, is she now. And how old Arya is supposed to be. Well, Maisie Williams is 22, and Arya's meant to be 18 right now. Everybody in the book is, like, super much younger than they are in the show. I know, yeah. Like, Danny, you don't want to talk about how gross that is. But, like, you're just like, ugh, okay. I felt like she was my daughter, so I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> what yeah. are Gendry's... Con- but he does reveal to her that he's Robert Baratheon's... Uh, uh, bastard. That did take her back Yeah, a she was like, oh, she that's like, why they were trying to kill you all that time. With mm-hmm. the leeches and the whatever. Okay, that's news. She so knows is a lot that, of stuff. Yeah, so is that the Baratheons and the Starks finally joining their houses? I think so. They certainly joined their house that night. Ba-boom! <laughs> <clears throat> yes, somebody was laying pipe, literally. So we're back at the uh, the lodge scene. You got... I wrote this down, D, T, B, J, and B. <laughs> this is our, our <laughs> core group. And I'm like, why are we back here? This is going to be cool. This is going to be epic. And, um, you know, Tormund, of course, being ever the, you know, the comforting one. Like, at least we'll die with honor. And then Tyrion's hopeful. He's like, I think we might live. You know, look at us. We've all survived a bunch of battles. And he starts recounting all the battles they've been in. You know, you were in that one, and I was in this one, and you survived that, and you survived this. And it, it, the show was reminding us, like, all of these great warriors are sitting in this room. Yeah. And everyone is equal. And everyone yeah, has this been is, to their shit. Yeah, this is what I was saying earlier about how look yes. they are now. Yeah. Exactly. And then everyone's like, why isn't Brienne a knight? And then Tormund's like, fuck the Westerosi patriarchy. Yeah, if I, can't if, you I was, be a knight? if I was the king, I would knight you ten times over, double meaning. But we get Tormund. He means yes, not I would honor you. Not subtle at all. Yes, not, there's just hitting you over the head. But he's like, but he also means that I would knight you. You're awesome. You're worthy. I love this about the wildlings. They don't see their women as inferior. They're like the Vikings. They have shield maidens. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you fight alongside your ladies. You're equal to them. And he's like, I, and Jamie's like, fuck that. You don't have to be like a king. If you're a knight. You can knight another knight. And I was. A mess. Yeah, I was here. Yeah, I was tearing up. I was like, "This is this is it's a lot. It's a lot right now." This is such, this is. Much. I think like this is what the kind of episode that that we got. It's what the episode is all about. It's just really is just the characters. I love it. And I'm just like the the payoff we got from Brienne going through all of this to finally get her knighthood on the night of the battle. 
Oh, I was every was character so in the room watching this happen. I was Tyrion. Yeah. I was Davos. I was clapping like Tormund in my mind. I think you were physically clapped. I was just like, oh my god. I know. I did. Pod was clap. just beaming like that's my night, and now she's Sir Brian of Tor- Tarth. She's Sir Brian. Knight of the Seven Kingdoms. Knight of the Seven Kingdoms. Oh my god. Yeah. Gwendolyn Christie played it so well. She, isn't she wonderful? Just a slight, slight tearing, but not full crying because uh, she's got to stay. She's a knight. You know. Yeah. Oh my God, I love that. So now we're in the courtyard and we see Lyanna arguing with Jorah. That one was just kind of a by surprise because I didn't realize. Oh yeah, they're both from the same house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? And she's mm-hmm. been holding it down on Bear Island while he's been all over in all parts and doing whatever. And she's been holding it down for her house. And um, the Mormonts, you know, they what little small house they have left. I gotta say it for the Mormonts, you know, they really, they they have a strong say in this. All the houses that have survived to this point, there's something to those houses that Martin and the guys are are talking about. The high, the houses we'll be talking about in the future who are there yeah. uh, at this time. So here's House Mormont's thing. And she says, you know, he's saying, I don't want you to fight. And she's like, look, dude, I've already fought. Fought the Battle of the Bastards. Where have you been at? We fought all the time. We fight. I'm 10 years old, 11 years old. Get in my face. And she's like, I wish you good fortune, cousin. You don't come up here and tell me how this is going to be, but like, good luck tomorrow. You know, and he acquiesces to that. He's like, I'm used to bitches telling me to shut the fuck up, so copy that. And then Sam offers Heartsbane to him. Now, you have to go and look it up. Do it on your own. Guys who are listening to this, uh, look up the history of the Heartsbane uh, sword of Heartsbane, that the House Charlie sword. Um, it's got quite the history to it. And for Sam to offer Heartsbane to Jorah, again, these swords have these Valerian steel swords have great more uh, meaning and importance to them. So mm-hmm. portent, portents, importance. Anyway, um, and Jorah's, you know taking it back and says, I'll wield this in his memory, meaning, you know, Randall Tarly. And as much as we saw Randall Tarly being a shit to Sam, and I don't know a whole lot about Randall Tarly, I feel like he, you know, Sam was grief-stricken for a reason. Like, I, th- I think, you know, Randall was, you know, for the person who represented his community, he seemed to be a stand-up dude. A dick was to he, his son. Was he talking about Randall Tarly? Because I thought he was talking about Commander Mormon. Because oh Sam shit, said, no, I'm sorry. No, you're right. You're yeah, because right. Sam said, you know, your father taught me how to wield a sword. That's what it was. I thought that's who he was. talking I was about. trying to figure out. Well, maybe Randall was a good dude, and we didn't see it. Oh, he was talking about. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Because he like, served under Mormont. It's, a yeah. it's yeah, all yeah, about yeah. the Mormonts in this scene. I'm so sorry. I derailed myself. <laughs> if you guys were paying attention. I think I was typing something at the time. And then Sam goes, is it Sam or Sajora says, I hope we win. Sam. I hope Sam. we win. Yeah. Yeah, Me please too, forgive us. Sam. We literally just finished watching the episode. Oh, my God. I just didn't even. I just totally like, are, are they trying to say something about Randall? Okay. No. It was all about Mormont again. We loved that maester. He was our favorite. Um, when he says when he's dying, he calls to his brother. I dreamed I was old. Oh, anyway, so our crew is back, um, hanging by the fire. 
And Tyrion's going around the room trying to get everybody to sing karaoke. Sing something, anything to lighten the mood. You know, everybody's got had a few. And Davos is like, no, you'll wish you were dead if I sing. <laughs> um, I thought Jamie was going to start singing the Reigns, the Reigns of Castamere. Me like, too. We do not need any more bad omens. If anybody, I was like, please don't. <laughs> don't sing that. Well, I have to say, when Jamie was knighting Brienne in the name of the seven, Faith of the Seven, it, it bothered me. But he only mentioned three of the Faith of the Seven. So... Maybe that'll save her. Anything connected to the Faith of the Seven, I don't think has a really good fate in this. But <sighs> she's probably going to die in battle. But anyway, so Pod starts singing. And, of course, he has a beautiful voice. Do we know what this song was he was singing? I vaguely remember this song from the book, I think. I don't know. We won't know until the, the soundtrack is on. Yeah. Is it was kinda, after I was the show scrambling ends. around to look for it, and I, it just wasn't it wasn't popping. So this this scene reminded me of of a similar scene in Return of the King where one of the hobbits is singing as it's overcut with like the battle. And I wonder if that was like meant to be a nod because it's a very similar song. Um, And I would have made that connection if I just watched the movie like a week ago. But it was it was. Yeah, it was just like spine chilling, like Podrick's voice over not like the preparations of battle, but also, you know, Bayworm and like yeah. Arya and Gendry. And yeah. it's like, it, it's again, just like nailing home the idea that, yeah, the battle is coming, but it's about the characters and the relationships now. Exactly. Because we see Sansa and Theon sharing a meal. We say, uh, we yeah. see Arya awake in bed while Gendry sleeps. We see Bayworm kiss. We see Jorah ride out to the wall while Pod sings, and I bet you we'll get those lyrics and be pouring over those in the next week and go, oh, shit, what does it mean? What did yeah. happen with Jenny? What was gone? Was Jenny like a woman who was left behind in the war and, and Winter came to her house where her husband was away and he came back and he was a white walker? I'm making things up now. I'm just saying. I don't know. And then uh, Danny visits the crypt. Now, this entire time we're like, surely the show is not going to like have... The big, you know, because we know next week is the the Battle of Winterfell. Surely we're not going to mm-hmm. have... John John is a person who just, he can't hold things in. He's a blurter. As soon as he knows yeah. something, he's like, right, I won't bend the knee, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh, I didn't bend the knee. So sorry. Didn't do it. Yeah. Well, came to save everybody, and that's why I did it. And the White Walkers are bad, and they're coming, and right. There's no finesse of this dude. He doesn't have like yeah. 19 titles. He's just like, but he has the one most important title. So Danny comes down and she's giving him doe eyes. Like, why aren't you talking to me? Like, I was looking at you all day and you like won't like eyes with me. Look what we've been doing. And he's like, that's my mother, Liana. And then she's like, oh, awkward. About that. Yeah, I always heard like my brother, Rhaegar, was like cool. And he sang and gave money to the poor. And he was awesome. And then he raped her. And then he's like, record scratch. He didn't rape her. He loved her. And they got married in secret. And she's like, what do what now <laughs> and he's like yeah um she goes and where did you find that out about and he's like brand she goes uh brand uh, he weird why are you trusting him <laughs> he's like well then sam also backed it up and told me some information she goes oh yeah so i'm supposed to take this information that you're Aegon targaryen from like your brother and your best friend whatever and she like basically flips her hair and he's like no like I'm yeah so does, so does danny think he's just making this up because he wants to throw is that what she's thinking i don't know the way what she said thinking. it when she's like oh the only people with this information are your brother and your best friend hmm. right 
But I can like, tell you one thing. Sister Girl wasn't taking it like. It wasn't, oh, I'm happy for you at all. And it, yeah, in, exactly right. And it, it was the complete opposite of, of John's reaction to it, which was complete speechlessness and her immediately not believing it. Right. And I think it's interesting. Again, that reaction, those two opposing reactions, where both of those scenes happen, again, in the crypt, where they happen in relation to the episode, which is at the end. Right. So it's like, yeah. And again, saved by the horn. The White Walkers are here. I love to say, <laughs> sorry, we can't keep talking about this. With, again, yeah, it's the it's the episode. We can't right? keep talking about this. I mean, this. put a pin in it. If we <laughs> live, we'll so have a conversation. But I mean, I was reading like Kit's face, and he was playing it like I don't want it. I mean, yeah. I'm just as surprised as you. Also, he says he wish it wasn't true. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I don't want the throne. I would like to keep knocking boots with you. You're cute. I'm into you. And she's like, oh my god, this entire time I was about the throne. About the wrong things, I think, as we're seeing, as we're establishing, as we talk about the things we've noticed in this episode in the last and over the last several episodes. Is Danny in it for the right things? Yeah. So then we get the three horns, and then we're out there with the Night King's army, and they've got Winterfell in sight. We're standing there along the drum line, and, you mm-hmm. know, formation is happening. <laughs> like, the worst formation is happening outside the, the, the gates of Winterfell. We're not too far from the gate. So next week, I don't even know. I don't know if I'm just going to be like drunk, sober, drunk, sober, and then sober up for the pot. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. I'm not going to be good. I just know that's mid-season in a short season in a series finale. I know. It's already mid-season. So they've given us Christmas in the opener. They've given us an extension of Christmas and a lot of reflection in this quiet moment before this cast did 11 overnights in a record-setting battle scene in the history of TV and film. That's coming next week. Is it going to be a longer episode? Is this going to be a 90? I feel like this one's going to be 90. I think that's what Bruce Cogman or one of those guys said. I have I a think correction. only 80. I'm not sure. I, I, did, yeah. I meant to lead with this and I didn't do it. All last episode for the season premiere of uh, episode of, of season eight, I kept saying Dan Hill, the writer of the episode, who, who also had a cameo in the um, in the episode of the premiere. That was Dave Hill, David Hill. I'm so sorry, David Hill. <laughs> Please don't think. I mean, I don't know why. I just I kept seeing that as Dan. I don't know why. Normally, I screw up, like, very elaborate names. That's completely cool. <laughs> but I can remember Castamere and get that fucked up and wrong. So, Dave, I'm sorry. Dave Hill wrote the last episode. That is one of my corrections from last week. I don't really have any other observations except for, like, I think the show is just, I think now the speculation for me is over. I stopped going to Reddit. I was just spinning over, like, going into the premiere. And then after that, I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to put my book down. I'm going to put my, I'm going to put my Reddit away. And I'm just going to let it happen because Bran's over here like, no, 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 no. He's coming for me. You know? And Bran's a knight. And Podkin sing. And Arya, like, lost her virginity to Gendry. So and far, I'm not disappointed. I, I, I love what it's, I love what's happening. You know? I don't know. There's all kinds of signs and wonders I was looking at, at about the symbols, you know, the whole is this brand and John and Tyrion, you know, cripples and bastards and broken things. I think we're well 
beyond theories and we're well beyond any of that kind of conversation I've been having all these years over this. I think it's like anything that's just really well made. There's really no need to speculate. I mean, if that's your thing and it is normally my thing, I think I'm just going to let it happen and enjoy mm-hmm. that. So, yeah. I think it's looking up to be uh, after next week, I think we're going to get a lot more focus on Cersei because she's in the other half of the major location of the season. That's true. So I'm interested to see that. But yeah, I am very nervous <laughs> for next week. But um, we'll, we'll be here. We'll be here. We'll be here for sure <laughs> next week. And I don't know uh, how the week will hold. Will we be back the same night? Will we be back the next day? I don't know. We never know what will happen. But um, Do you think we're going to see like the, the people who part of our, our main cast who died? Do you think we're going to see them as whites? Oh, I can't oh, I hope even. Not. I don't want to see that. <laughs> I don't want to see That'll that. That'll just be rough. That'll be so rough. I don't know. I don't know. I and I don't think I'll be able to handle that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I'm still not comfortable with Jon Snow calling himself Aegon Targaryen. I mean, I'm I'm that unformed. I didn't even <laughs> want Arya to like be ready to have sex with dudes yeah, or anybody. I was like, I'm like, no, she's a baby. Let her be. <laughs> she can be an assassin, baby. But I don't want my girl dating. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm like, she can murder people. I just don't want her having sex. She's too young. <laughs> um, so I'm not, I'm not really ready for any of yeah. this. I'm not ready to lose Bayworm or Tyrion or Brienne. Or See, that was the thing. Even Beric Dondarrion. Yeah. I don't want. I don't want him to die for real. Or the Hound or Jorah or or Varys. I mean, yeah. like nobody I can spare at this point. Like every person that I saw in this episode, there was just like, "Are you gonna die? Are you?" And it's like, "Are you gonna die? Are you gonna die?" Yeah. It's like, "Fuck," because I know something's gonna happen to somebody, and it's just it's gonna be heartbreaking. Something's going to happen you know. to somebody. It's going to be heartbreaking. That's exactly it. That sums it up right there. So we'll be back next week. Come back with us. Thank you guys for tuning in by the droves and, and, and really loving the show. We appreciate you. Man, winter's coming and I'm not ready. I'm not ready. But uh, I will say I'm so happy that Brienne's a knight. So good night, Sir Brienne of Taurus. Bye, guys. Bye. Game of Thrones.